All right. Thank you for joining me, everybody, for another episode of Jackman Radio. I'm your host, Eric Jackman, and uh, really excited today to be joined by musician, artist, fashion auteur, and mommy to two lovely boys, Miss Ruth Clapton. Ruth, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining me. It's uh, it's exciting to have you. Um, you know, I've been a fan of yours for a while. I, I started following you um, on Instagram probably around when John Mayer released Sob Rock because you were uh, oh the album were talking about Sob Rock and singing a couple of the songs and uh, yeah I did I did I covered a few I just I I went down the rabbit hole when he released that and I just I didn't come out for a good while he's so incredible I can't even yeah uh, I've I'm obsessed with Sob Rock it's uh I, it's it's amazing I, I don't know how he keeps doing it he just he just keeps putting out quality music and you 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 think the dudes reach the peak of, absolutely and of where I don't think he's there yet you know his lyrics are just so relatable and quite simple actually like he doesn't really get too he doesn't need to go like really deep and like into imagery he just says something and I'm like oh Oh, yeah. So he's amazing. Right. And and I, I think, you know, probably for a lot of people who, who love music and are obsessed with music like we are, you do get to a point where you're, you're in like your mid 30s, getting past your mid 30s, creeping towards your 40s where you just want Yacht Rock, <laughs> where you just... I you just want something nice on that I can listen to, I can relate to, and it's not like crazy. Yeah, you just, you just, you just crave like soft rock and then the warm sun um once a year i go out in my cousin's boat out in boston harbor and we call it our annual regatta and it's myself and a couple my brother and my cousin and one of my best friends and my friend dave just curates like a four-hour yacht rock mix of like he, he goes oh deep God, he goes deep he finds you know even even the real cheesy stuff like hokey yeah, late yeah. 70s cheesy stuff we need that too and uh, we no, just like, I think sometimes they're the forgotten things, aren't they? I, I always love it when somebody makes me a playlist and sends it to me. I find that like so great because there's so many songs that I kind of forget about or I've never heard. And it's just quite a thoughtful thing to do, isn't it? Is to curate something like that and send it to someone. It's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's curated with love. And, and you know that if it's for a special occasion, it's just going to it's going to make the day that much better. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can change like the meaning of a song, you know, because it's associated with that memory or whatever or that trip. Yeah. It and, sounds very different. From and that like Sob Rock is like modern Yacht Rock, that, but, but it's also a callback to like the 80s. And he has he has. Well, you know, I swear that song that the first single that came off of it um I want last train coming. Last train home. Yeah. Like that video and like a lot of the licks, I gotta say, you can definitely tell there's some inspiration We've going heard on them. there from Journey Man. We've heard which them. Which I'm before. totally here for. I think that's great. Um because it kind of keeps my my dad relevant. But yeah, it was not I I really enjoyed it. But I I think Last Train Home was great, but I have to say, I think my favorite two off that album probably Oh, shot in the dark and till the right one comes. Wowzers. Like just I think there's like a narrative like, oh, like don't be single, like just get into a relationship, whatever. <laughs> like how he puts it is like just so good. Like don't don't just do that. Wait. Like it, there's no rush. Right. Well, yeah, Mayor's uh he's born in 78, so he's gonna be hitting his early forties. He I think he's born in October of no, seventy seven maybe. Um, I have a weird. I've heard he's in the market for a wife. I have heard this. <laughs> the 
someone told me I went through like a real like oh I've got such a crush on John Mayer like it's not right and I was getting DMs telling me like oh he's in the market for a wife I was like, yeah well you know I think he's more for the supermodels guys let's just manage everyone's expectations he's looking for a new muse to fall in love with write an album about and then I'm here John <laughs> I'll drop a pin <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, I've had a man crush on Mayer uh, since high school. Uh, Room for Squares came out just when I started high school. And uh, that was that was everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing your body's a wonderland. Oh, yeah, God, absolutely. So I remember I was working in um, retail when Continuum came out. And the shop I was working in, they just played that album to death. And like, I loved it at first. But by the end of me working, I was like, I just can't hear this album again. I had to have like a two-year break, and that. But now, when I hear it, I'm like, "Oh, it's such a good album." Still, and like that song, "Bigger Than My Body," is just—it's so empowering. He's amazing. Yeah, have you yeah, seen that, him? I have. I've seen John twice. So I saw him when I was in college, just around um, Continuum when that came out. That was like yeah. 06, 07 period. I went and saw him at TD Garden in Boston, and then I saw him in. May, April of 2015, uh, no, or 2017, the Search for Everything tour. Okay. And um, yeah, that that was, uh, I still feel like your man, that song. Oh, but, such yeah. a good song. Oh my God. Yeah. And, yeah, I've uh, only seen him at the Crossroads Festival, so I've not been to his actual show yet, but I really want to go. But he hasn't been over this side for a while. Um, I, I'm kind of I'm hoping he comes over this way. That would be amazing. Um yeah, I, someone I know went to his show in DC last week, and then the day after, like he got COVID, he got COVID. Yeah. So they were lucky to, to catch him, but I hope he comes this side of the pond. That would be amazing. Yeah, he's uh, so I'm, I'm bummed he has COVID, but that actually I'm going to be able to see him now because of this because of the shows he was going to do in Boston. I'm I'm starting my vacation today. I'm going on a trip to DC and New York City for a week. Nice. And I wasn't going to be around for May or next week in Boston, but now he has to do the shows in May. Later on, okay, perfect. So you won't miss it. That's great. Yeah, so I'm going to get tickets when I get back. Um, and I, and I don't know about you. I mean, I I know I've seen on Instagram you've been to some cool shows lately. You saw James Bay, but um, <gasps> I've been on a ticket buying spree. Oh right my god, with, same. I have to have things like planned out so um because i have to have things to look forward to especially gigs like i just and now that it's all back i'm like oh i'm terrible so i have um my friend's hubby is in the stereophonics have you heard of that band i haven't they're good they're good they're from so he's from wales and um yeah they're amazing they're really talented uh talented musicians so i'm going to see them at the end of march um, and they are, they're such great musicians, actually. Like they put on a really good show. And then there's this guy called Joseph, um, who I definitely recommend checking I've out. Heard, I've heard of Joseph. Oh, I love him. So he's Scottish, I think. So he's got a show in Leeds at the end of May, I think, or the beginning of May. I forget. But yeah, so I've got that booked. So that's all so far. But I'm I'm constantly like on the hunt to find other stuff to go to. Yeah, so Mayor's on the horizon, and then my buddy just hooked it up and bought us tickets uh, to see Paul McCartney at Fenway Park in June. Oh, my God, that'll be so good. So he's, that's right around when he's turning 80, 8-0, Ruth. I know, but they can still do it. Like, they're never going to put it down. Like, I think see, people ask me that about my dad all the time. They're like, you know, he's, he's like this age. Like, when do you think he'll put it down? I'm like, never. Like, it's, that's what he does. 
you know, it's 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 not just his job, it's his passion. So, you know, right. I'll just well, be going those, until... those guys are, I mean, McCartney, Clapton, those guys are spring chickens, though, compared to, like, Frankie Valley. That guy's still out touring. He's in his 90s. Right? Well, let's think about, what's that guy? Um, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Right? Like, he's, he's yeah. older. Like, he's still going. And, you know, he's, his, he's, I'm pretty sure his tour is a bit of a rager. <laughs> he's pushing 90 and he uh he likes, he likes his devil's uh, lettuce there that keeps him going yeah and, you know, mccartney it's, be, it's because i'm a vegan ruth i don't eat meat don't be cruel to the animals okay yeah. be cool man take monday off from eating the meat man okay and, uh, oh you know God, and Ring, ringo's crispy he's 81 he's adorable oh, he's, yeah. still, he's, he's still kicking ass he's a nice guy they all are though i've never had like they've just always been really sweet with me yeah, right. So you've so you obviously met uh, George uh, when you were younger. Obviously, I did. Yeah, I'd say that I knew George the best, um, just because him and my dad they were really close. Um, so I met him a bunch of times. We hung out a bunch of times, and um, I was quite tight with his son. Um, I haven't seen him for so long, but we still kind of keep in contact here and there. But um, yeah, he was probably the closest. Um, and yeah, just and to be fair, I can't. I feel bad saying that he is my favorite. Beetle. Me too. The dark horse. So was he kind of just like like a, a old British gardener, Uncle George to you? He wasn't this cosmic. No, rock star. like by the time I met him, he was kind of like older, and I guess just like quite smart and like refined, I guess. But you could still there was still that spiritual side to him, and I think that actually just was his way. Like he just had a really warm, welcoming presence. That never went away. But yeah, he was just, I wouldn't as far to say Uncle George, but at the time that I was like around him, I didn't really understand like what, like who that was and what relevance that person had Did in you the go, world. go to Friar Park? No, I never went there actually. No, they came to us a few times and then we would go out for dinner. That's that's awesome. Yeah, well, George, um, he always said something I really liked. And I think you can, no matter who you are, you can apply this in your life. He said, you know, being a Beatle was a suit that I was, just a suit. You know, it's not who I am. It's a thing that I did and I was, but now that suit's in the closet, you know, and I'm just George. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think, did you watch Get Back? Uh, I haven't been able to watch the whole thing yet. Um, it's I, so good. And I think in that, it really highlights that he was so ready to move on and like do his own thing. Like he actually says that. And like, there's a part in it where I was like, oh my, I just was really blown away by the language that was used by them. They were so ahead of their time, even how they spoke. So there's a point in it where he says, you know, I just want to do my album and I just want to do me. I just, I just need some time to do me. And I was like, this is in like the sixties. And he's saying that. And it's like something I'd say now um yeah it was just quite apparent that like he loved them obviously and like was grateful for what it had kind of built but that he was ready to do his own thing yeah well i, I think too uh, i'm guilty of this but a lot of people forget how young those guys were during oh, all that so young and so you know, young. like i think about that with my dad too like when he bought his first place he was like 21 i think yeah and for cash, like he bought it for cash. Like I was him telling that story, and being like, "What? You know, it's crazy." Right. He had a he had a slow hand, fistful of cash, and just planked it down. Yeah, he obviously you, got into those go, and stuff, and you know whatever. And he just was like, "Right, well, I'm going to put some roots down." I'm like, what? Yeah. What no, it, it's crazy. Yeah, all those all those '60s icons, and I I did recently watch uh, Life in Twelve Bars there. 
about oh, yeah. what did you think? I learned a lot. I didn't, there's a lot of that. I didn't know. I didn't have any idea about, um, yeah. and it, it's always good when you have the person that the documentary is about, they participate in it and they sign yes. off and yeah, approve 100%, 100%. on it because I feel like that way you're not getting a skewed bullshit, um, angle from somebody or, or someone with an agenda. You're able to get the good and the bad about that person and, yeah. and probably, probably the closest to the truth and the reality I'd say. I think so. I mean, his memory is quite foggy when it comes to after Connor passing. So I think there were lots of things that he had kind of blocked out just because obviously he'd been through trauma. And that it was quite sad for me because that was like my bit where we were kind of getting to know each other. And so I watched it and it was difficult for two reasons. Difficult because I had to see my parent in, in a mess and going through really painful experiences but also there was a part of me after I'd finished watching it being like oh that's that bit's not quite right but I've made peace with it and um I'm just really proud that he was able to share that because it's really difficult to talk about how you feel um anyway I think for for I, I hate to be sexist it's not me being sexist but I do think men find it difficult to talk about how they feel and especially his generation um, and especially when it's some, about something really traumatic and painful. So I was, I was glad that he could open it all back up again. Because also it's been a long time since a lot of that happened. Mm -hmm. And so to have to kind of dredge it back up, it's, it's sort of like you're going through it again. So, you know, well yeah. done to him for doing that. It was Right. You're reopening the, the wounds of it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Roger Waters talks about this a lot because I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people realize Roger Waters was born. His father died in World War Two. And I didn't he, know that. I'm pretty sure Roger Waters was born after his father died from the war. And oh my God. He's like proper war baby. That's crazy. Right. And, and, and so, you know, like Roger Waters, the Pink Floyd guys, uh, all those yeah. guys from the 60s, that you got to, people forget how close to World War II and the trauma of that, especially the British scene um, that they all carried growing up. And just like you said, yeah, guys. Aren't you, a lot of guys aren't usually, you know, that open about talking about that kind of stuff. Even but. now, like, I find, like, I my best friend, like, he, we were talking this week about that. And, like, you know, it's, he's dating this girl and he likes her and he doesn't want to tell her. And I'm like, just tell her, like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, he's like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh. But it's right. just, I think that's just how, how it is. Yeah. And I, I hate to say that because I don't want there to be, like, a gender thing. But I do think we are built no. differently and we do have different... Yeah, no, you're you're right about that, and and um, for me, music is how how I deal with like sadness and and dark <laughs> and dark things, and and um, you know, I, the the darkest thing I went through, I I lost my father to brain cancer uh, five oh, years so ago. Sorry, that's so dreadful. Thank you, and 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 during hospice and kind of our last uh, times together, we listened to All Things Must Pass because George. Oh. My dad turned me on to George at a young age, and he was always my favorite Beatle. And All Things Must Pass is one of the first albums um, that he got for me. And that music, you know, it keeps it keeps my dad alive. It, it, it helps me reconnect yeah, with the me memories of him. Um, so yeah. mu music is very is is spiritual and powerful that in that regard. And I'm I'm, a, I'm really able to express myself with music. I'm the same, so, and it does really help me to either sit in the sadness um, or to try and get out of it. So I went through a really rough time last year. Um, I basically had my heart completely broken and um, 
I had like a month of just listening to just some of the deepest, darkest, saddest music out there. Like Tom O'Dell was just on repeat. But um, yeah, I just, it was really hard. Like I lost so much weight. I just, I was just surviving basically and keeping my kids, you know, alive. But um, it was weird. Like I, I had a month of literally just a month of just being sad and being really down and whatever and listening and really sitting in it and letting myself feel it. And then I remember one day I woke up and I listened to this song by Sigrid. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's great. And she did this song called Mirror last year. And I heard it and I just was like, oh, it, it, something like switched in me where I was like, oh, okay. That's that. It's basically her song is saying like, oh, um, she fell back in love with herself. And it was just really, it's a really empowering song. And it just completely changed my mindset and my, like, I just was able to kind of get out of what I was in. And then I just remember making like these playlists and it was like some funny stuff, but then also like really uplifting. It definitely saved me. Like there's nothing else. Like I know my family and friends were all there for me when I was going through all of that, but that music was definitely what saved me through it. Like a hundred percent. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. all things must pass. Like, it's the best song to listen to if you're going through something terrible, if you've lost someone, because that message is there. Like, yes, it's really sad right now. It feels awful, but it is going to, it's it's like a storm. It is going to go away. Exactly. And, and it, it was very comforting. And, and it was always one of the strong focal points of my relationship with my dad was, was the music. And yeah. Uh, you know, he always, I have a twin brother. I usually do this with, but he's, he's not around this morning. Um, but yeah, we, we both uh, do like comedy and he plays drums in a band and nice. perform, perform and stuff. And my dad was just always like, dude, it's your passion. You guys are comfortable yeah. in front of an audience. Get up and do it, man. And that's still alive. You know, that, that the spirit of that is alive. And um, Amazing. my, my brother's so gigs and, um, before my dad passed away, he was able to see some success I had with um, my Donald Trump impersonation that I was able to go do around the country. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Live gigs as, as Trump, and I performed at um, Foxwoods Casino in, uh, where is that? That's down in like Connecticut for at a big auditorium in front of like 500 people. So he got to see some of that starting to happen. And he was nice. just the excited. Oh, he was just really you know, excited. You got and, one. In a way, you kind of got that validation that Exa everyone exactly. needs that from their parents. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. You want your parents no. to see what you're achieving. They're proud <laughs> he, of you. He always used to say, "Dude, figure out how to make some money doing this, making people laugh." You know. Yeah. So for for a big one of my first really big corporate gigs, I got flown out to Chicago to host a corporate awards dinner as Donald Trump for this company, and nice. they uh, they flew me first class. They put me up in a Hilton. Um, you know, had a car pick me up and drive me around and fed me, and I had all the oh drinks I wanted. God. And I just, I felt like a real legit rock star. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. And they paid me, uh, you know, paid me for that weekend what I would make in a whole month at my regular job. So I, took, I saved that check and I was able to, to bring it to my dad's hospital room. And I just handed it to him and, and showed him the amount and oh. said, I got paid to do this to entertain people and make people laugh. And he was just like, There you go, dude. There you, know? you did it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely amazing. That's so great. I mean, yeah, was... that's what we all dream of, isn't it? Doing something that we love and getting paid for it. That's that's the goal, really. 
That makes that makes you a professional. Yeah, that's what you can say. I'm I'm a professional. Okay. Professional. Yeah, exactly. Because I still struggle with that now. You know, like even though I'm singing and I'm writing and I'm recording and stuff, like because there's no paycheck yet, like and there's no deal or anything like that, I'm just out here on my own. So there is a part of me, like when someone asks me what I do, I really struggle to be like, oh, I'm a singer and I'm a musician, because it's because I don't feel like I'm being paid for it. It's like it's almost like it's just a hobby. And I'm like, it's absolutely not. Like I'm living and breathing it. But at the same right. time, it's like until I have that bit, it doesn't really feel like it's official. Well, I mean, that that is one piece of it. It's a big piece of it. But the fact that you have the guts and the ability to get up in front of people and present it to to an audience of people like bearing your soul, which, you know, not, not everyone can do, you know, people. Well, I had to say that I, I had like a little moment a couple of weeks ago where I'd done a cover of James Bay and um I, I get DMs all the time from people, and I also sometimes get comments on there that are not very nice. It's just, it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? So, but um, I had to kind of get up on my stories and say, you know what, anybody who does that, like gets up and posts themselves on the internet, it takes a whole other kind of bravery than it does to get up in front of an audience. Because an audience is gonna be there, then they're gonna go home, and they can just talk about you on their way home. They're probably not gonna, unless they're really like, a bit they're probably not going to go to the, to the level of like getting on the person's instagram after the show and being like i didn't like that you sound terrible but because it's on the internet already that they're seeing it it's so easy for them to just go underneath or like message or whatever and write whatever and um it does it just takes a whole other kind of bravery and it is it's you're so vulnerable when you're singing like even if it's not your words that you're singing it's you still feel them so you are just like your most vulnerable and you're just there, like letting it all out. And it is, it's, it's, it did take me a while last year. I had the idea in my head of doing the Instagram thing and, and I was like, oh, and it took me like a solid two weeks to build up the courage. I'd set it up and then I was like, oh, I've got to actually do it now. It took me a solid two weeks before I even would sing on it i just i had to get into a place in my head where i was like i have to not care what anyone thinks and just do it it's tough to get to that point because if you are performing and you're up in front of people at a pretty big level you're just like hey, everyone scratch i'm up here doing it i don't give a shit what you think but also yeah, i really it is I really, that there's an adrenaline yeah. that comes into it and then also you probably got a band as well so they're going to back you up and you're probably going to sound a million times better because they're there you know whatever but it's just you in front of a camera. And so I, don't, I, can yeah. tell it, I don't even have anybody accompanying me. It's, it's literally just me. You just feel the spirit. It just comes to you, you know? Sometimes. And then other times I'm like, oh, I just don't feel like it today. But I've got to get something up there. It's been days since I've done anything. And then the last time I did something for it, this is hilarious. I'm getting to a point now where I'm sort of running out of covers that I want to do. Um, and so I decided to, this is about two weeks ago, I decided to do Foy Vance, She Burned, which is a great song. If you haven't heard that, you should definitely check it out. But um, I'd already done it two weeks before. So I practiced, <laughs> practiced for a solid 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, it's sounding really good. I'm gonna start now, I'm gonna record it. And then I went on, I was like, I've just had this inkling of like, I've already done this. And I went back and checked. And honestly, I was like gonna post it and everything. So it would have been two on that, oh God. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a roller coaster. How about sure. this one? In a little while from now, if I'm not feeling any less sour, I promise myself to treat myself and visit a nearby tower. Climbing to the top, 
throw myself off in an effort to make it clear to whoever what it's like when you're shattered standing in a lurch at a church where people saying my god that's tough she stood him up no point in us remaining may as well go home as i did on my own alone again naturally so nice. i'm going I'm going to see him next week, Gilbert O'Sullivan. No yeah. Yep, cool. I am. I'm floored. I don't know if you're a fan of his at all, but uh, no. Who is that? Who is that song? I didn't, I've never heard that song. Oh, you've never heard "Alone Again Naturally" by Gilbert O'Sullivan? No. Oh God. By who? Who is that? Yeah, Gilbert O'Sullivan. I've never it's heard that. This is good because I need new stuff to listen to. I'm getting very, very sick and tired of what's coming up on my Spotify. I'll tell you oh, right now. I, I, I think you'd love Gilbert O'Sullivan. So he... Okay. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah. I have heard that name. 100% have heard that name. I just haven't listened to any of his stuff. I'm so yeah. guilty for that. Like, I think because of who like my family are, Like, sometimes people just assume that I know like really kind of niche blues or like older. And I'm terrible. Like I know... More than somebody probably my average age, but not as much as I probably should, <laughs> given my yeah. family's background. So, yeah, this one time this guy asked me um, what I thought of Rory Gallagher. Never heard of him in my life. I thought he was talking about Liam Gallagher's son. <laughs> oh, right. I like, I've never met him. I don't know what he's like, but I'm sure he's very nice. I'm sure that that's when you just that's when you do Trump when you don't know something but you don't want to admit that you know what I, I think Rory's probably Rory's a great person great guy does amazing work is very talented very skilled and I wish him well so I know but you're really good at doing Donald Trump I'm terrible you, <laughs> anyone anyone could do Trump I, I think the, the Gallagher brothers are tremendous okay they got to get over their conflict all right it's a bigger conflict in Israel Palestine and Russia Ukraine right now and we need the Gallagher brothers to come together and put out some new Oasis music okay because they do need tremendous. to do that I'm telling you I would start a campaign I would love to see them reunite. I, I, how how much of that beef do you think is just for the cameras and the and the? I rag? Do you know what I do think that um, I don't know. Like I follow um, both of them on Twitter because yeah. William on Twitter is top tier. Oh, fire! 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 And um, I love him. So it's weird because there's part of me that's like, oh, but he just says things sometimes that are just so. But then I just can't help but like him. So I don't know how much of it is real or fake. Like. I, th I, I have a feeling that Liam's not really that bothered and would happily probably get back together and would just be, and would probably just wind Noel up about it. But I get the <laughs> sense that like Noel is very serious about this feud. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's like, no, yeah. I'm fully invested the, in the this proper, proper feud. The beef is real. I think the beef is real for Noel. And I think for Liam, it's like, well, I don't really care, so I'll just go along with it. Yeah, he's like, just don't look back in anger, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Oasis, we love them. Did you, I think it was Liam who did that show where you eat hot chicken wings with a guy while you're being interviewed. While you're being interviewed, it's pretty good. Oh and they, wow! They what go a up. dream thing to be doing, just eating hot chicken. That was great. Yeah. Why did I, I love... provide that for myself today? <laughs> I love, I love chicken wings. Chicken wings are great. Ranch or blue cheese, though? Ranch. Yes, me too. Yeah, ranch. That's, blue that's, cheese is just steak. It's 
just for state. Yeah, that's that's where my brother and I have a really big ideological difference. He likes blue cheese with his wings, and I do ranch. So, no. you know, when you're a twin, you're supposed to be everything the same, but this is an area where the jack. No, I think most twins are so polar opposite like we are we are it makes me it makes me feel really good and, and validates my existence when, when people uh a get my name right they're like oh you're eric i know you're eric yeah, yeah you're yeah. eric that's easy and then they know that yeah he's the one that likes ranch he's the left-handed one he's the one that dresses up like donald trump so there there, there are actually two different human beings i love that that's like a character trait that they need to know is that, that you're the one that likes ranch. <laughs> it, it's important if, of if, course. I don't know. I, there's a lot of important things, but what you what you dip your buff wings in says a lot that about it. That matters. That is stuff that matters. Actually, you're right. Hundred percent. It's it's very important. Um, so yeah, before we started, I, I was already getting super psyched about asking you about your experiences with the concert for George oh, yes. uh, back from November of 20, 2002. Yeah. So twenty years ago this November. So um, you know. know being there, being a part of it, obviously with uh, your dad being musical director and really kind of the yeah. quarterback of the you thing. Know what? It's crazy because I was quite young then. So I didn't, I was just excited to go to a gig. I obviously knew what happened. I was very sad and everything. And I was sad for Olivia and Danny, but I didn't really, I, I, I didn't know that my dad was the musical director. I just knew he was going to rehearsals all the time. And he was, you know, it was, it was quite, um, maximal because there were so many people involved and everything but I didn't really understand like how much of a key role he he had in it um and now when I like obviously at the time I was very young but even then I understood the weight of what was going on in that room like the people that had come together the effort that it had taken and just that really strong feeling of that he was there that he was there, you know, and that like, and that, that was something I remember everyone saying, like, he's here, like, I can feel it, like, his energy is here. And um, they just captured it perfectly for me. And it was really moving. And I'd say it's probably one of the best live um, concerts I've, I've, I will ever go to. Um, because there were so many talented musicians in the room, but also because of the meaning of it and how once in a lifetime it was for something like that to happen. Um, yeah, it was it was just incredible. I'd say the highlight for me was Joe Brown oh. um, singing "I See I'll See You in My Dream." Can yeah, you ever get through that without crying? Because I can't. No, no. I posted it to my <sighs> stories recently because I was talking yeah. about it, and um, it got me. And, and like I went through and watch them on my stories again, like after I posted to make sure I'd done it in the right order. And I was like, oh God, I just, you can't help but get choked up at that. It is so beautiful. And it was the perfect way to end it, you know, just because that is, I think, how we were all feeling. And um, yeah, yeah, just stunning, stunning. With all the, all the little flower petals coming down. Yeah, and yeah. And then also we can't sleep on Billy Preston. My oh, sweet my love. His, his rendition of My Sweet Lord is not to be denied. It is not to be denied. Like, I will sometimes just go watch that on YouTube just to kind of oh. remind myself of what an absolute talented cat that guy was. Like, he was unbelievable. Undeniable. Unbelievable. Like, just... He he was like... Yeah, uh, he was whale. Like, it's not even just this. It was his oh, voice. Yeah, he, he had a yeah. hell of a voice. And, and yeah. um, 
looking at some of Get Back, I mean, when Billy Preston came in, that was just such a release, pressure release for the other Beatles when he had brought him in. They're like, just the energy of this guy. Yeah. You know, help, help realign all of them and get them back on track. 100%. I mean, if you when you watch, when you finally catch up with Get Back, right, there's there's parts of it where you, you see him come in and do it. And they, they did sort of say that he and my dad were like the fifth Beatle, depending oh, on who was yeah. around. And it's just so nice to see him so young and like fresh and kind of green. Do you know what I mean? Not really just kind of like, oh yeah, just here, just hanging out. And then there's a bit where I think there's a bit of a falling out uh, with George and John and um, which, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> there's a bit where George just turns to Paul and he's like, okay, but if he's not back by the end of the week, we'll just get Clapton in. And I was just like, yes. We'll get Clapton to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. Oh, bless him. That he's even being considered is just mental. But, you know, obviously, I get it, like, why he was considered. It's just crazy. Oh, it's of course. That's my parent. R right. So, I mean, right. when that, that has to be the ultimate trip and mind warp when you listen to While My Guitar Gently Weeps because you're, you're listening to your dad every time. And you're, that's, that's my old man playing yeah, it's one funny, of the most face-melting, iconic. Girls, um, last Friday, and then we went, we went to this Chinese restaurant and then did karaoke afterwards, which I would highly recommend. It was hilarious. Oh, I need some but karaoke in my life. In the restaurant, um, wonderful tonight came on, and I just went to my mate. Oh, oh it's my dad, and she's like, "What?" I was like, "Yes, yeah, my dad's song." And she's like, "That's mental." And I was like, "It is still crazy to me. Like, I don't. That never seems to like that never seems to really go away. Like that kind of weird thing of like, oh, it's just my dad." On the restaurant, <laughs> on with my girls. This is crazy. Right, um, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's not lost on me yet. I don't think it ever will be, really. You know, do you want to see me crawl across the floor to you? You know, yeah. <laughs> just, you want to hear me yeah. beg you to take me back? Oh God, such a, that! I'll tell you, when I was going through hell last year, that song was on repeat for a good while. I was like, oh God, so good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's surreal, but it's a testament to just what that music was made of from that era how timeless it is and everlasting and yeah. no matter where you are in your life you can you can turn to the beatles you can you know turn to billy preston to clapton you know the who i'm a big who fan I, i've seen them um before and they're touring this year amazingly i've seen them once and i, I have to say i was i was actually really surprised i think because i'm not i like them but i'm not like a huge fan like i can appreciate but when I went to see them, I was kind of like, no, they're really good. Like, you can't deny it. They were amazing. They had uh, Ringo's son as their drummer. I want to see Fleetwood Mac. That's who I want to oh, see. Oh, hell yeah. Get your get your wallet out, though, man. Whew. But Lindsay's got to come back. Like, he has to yeah, come they, back. They got to get over they got to get over that. They got to bring Trump in to negotiate that. Look, Lindsey Buckingham is classic. He is integral to this band, Ruth. I feel like if he him. got involved, maybe we he need could. Him. You know, we need him to come back. Look, I'm a negotiator. I could bring Fleetwood Mac together. I could bring Oasis back together. Okay, we can do this. I'm going to negotiate. Mean, maybe he could have. I think he would feel like he could. It's probably yeah. what I'm trying he, to say. He would front that he could do it, and then he'd get a whole promotional thing, and he'd put his name on everything. And then, he'd, and then, and then Make he, Fleetwood Mac great again. That would be <laughs> Uh, that that could be a that could be a campaign in waiting, Ruth. That we could run and and, and see uh, if get... that had been his campaign from the start. I maybe could have been a Trump supporter. Maybe, <laughs> but you know, that, if, that, oh. if those are the kind of policies he'd had, maybe we could have all got on board. God, that's yeah. that's that's just that's too good. 
It's too good. It's, you know, it's Trump good. Trump could uh, he could even get the Smiths back together. Look, I've been talking to Morrissey. He's kind of a moody guy. Okay, he's he's kind <laughs> of tough to deal with, Ruth. But we we went. I bought him a few pints. I had some diet cokes at the pub. Okay, and I think we're gonna we're gonna I get. Think I cracked him. <laughs> What's that? I think I cracked him. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we got him. And Johnny Marr is coming. I'm gonna bring Johnny Marr together. It's gonna be <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, that tattoo he got on his neck, that was disgusting. I told my kids, if you ever get tattoos, you're getting written out of the will. Okay, you're out. You're out of the will if you get that tattoo. I bet that is a rule. I bet that is. It is. Trump Trump said, he said, I think tattoos are terrible. And Ivanka, my daughter, who's very beautiful, if she got a tattoo, that's like putting a bumper sticker on a Bentley. You just don't do it, okay? You don't do it, okay? Don't do it. Don't do it. I love that. You got to have a visceral reaction. Um, yeah, that was it was very like that. It was like, whoa. So are yeah. you um are you a Beach Boys fan? I love the Beach Boys, you're joking. Who right, I'll tell you what, anyone who isn't, just that's a filter immediately yeah. right there. Sawed off. Like. Yeah, go scratch if you don't like the Beach Boys. Yeah, so exactly. I, I've had Brian I've had Wilson, the... I mean have you watched the the doc or the film? I have. Um, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. I actually think I might give it a go this weekend. Um, Are you talking about the documentary about his life? I think there's two. I think there's a film and a doc. So I so want to watch both of them because I know it from just what I know as being a member of my family. But I don't – that's actually not that much, to be fair. Um, I just know that he didn't want to be on the road and that he yep. was kind of the, not looked after properly. Yeah, the, the documentary is called Long Promise Road. And then okay. – the movie about his life stars Paul Dano and John Cusack, um, and that's oh, called. I love him. John Cusack is. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's called Love and Mercy. And, okay, um, all right. So Paul Dano plays him as a young Brian coming up in the '60s, writing Pet Sounds yeah. and all that, and then John yeah. Cusack plays him a little bit later in life. And um, yeah, I've been so privileged um, and lucky. I'm actually very good friends with Brian Wilson's guitarist in his touring oh, band. Oh, cool. He's been in his band for over 20 years. And yeah. anytime uh, Brian Wilson has come around my neck of the woods here in like New Hampshire, Massachusetts, um, Connecticut, New England area, um, my friend Proben has hooked us up with, you know, nice. like the best seats in the house, all access passes. Obviously, before the virus, this was all better um, yeah. and more, more accessible. But I, I've gotten. I know. To I've got to tell you what is so crazy because we got to go hang out with James Bay after. His yeah, show. I saw that. I'm super jealous of that and drink pink oh, lemonade. And he was so sweet. He was such a nice guy, <laughs> but it was so funny. I walked, I, the venue that he was in was quite intimate. He purposely did like, um, like a tour where he was just doing like really independent small venues. So we went to this venue and it was really small. And I like walked into the back. And I'm just expecting like a green room, like maybe some drinks out or whatever. I walk in and he's mad. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I felt so rude. He's like, oh no, it's fine. Like, come on in. Like, he was really welcoming. But he was like, but you've got to keep social distance. Oh. So no cuddling or anything like that. And no like shaking hands because yeah. No, no, like, oh, no, all right, okay, no bear hugs. And we no did bear manage hugs. to take like the socially distanced Mm -hmm. picture so that's good but yeah he was so sweet but it is very different now backstage has changed it's yeah. not 
Yeah. So I just, I, I cherish those memories. So yeah, I, I got to meet Brian Wilson a bunch of times and he's so lovely, isn't he? He is. He's really sweet and get pictures with him. Yes. And, and my dad lived in California um, from 65 to 68. So he was really into the beach boys. Oh, so, it's like time. so I got to bring my dad to meet him years ago. And uh, so, yeah, I met Brian and then there's the off, there's the, there's the Mike love beach boys. Mike love owns the name and has the rights to okay. everything because the yeah. beach boys thing is a lawsuit factory that whole oh, thing gosh, just, yeah yeah i can just, imagine and um so mike love tours and he's still out touring and i'm gonna go see him uh here in new hampshire um next month so he, okay. he tours with um bruce johnston and okay. then brian wilson tours separately with al jardine right okay, okay. and i'm going to see brian uh in july in, Ma nice. at, uh, in Massachusetts, so, so got tickets to those. That's keeping me going, thinking about that. I mean, it's that's it, isn't it? I've got some tickets to go see Nile Rogers. Actually, I've forgotten about this with my mom. Oh, nice! So, um, that's going to be amazing. She's massively into music, um, just because of her kind of. Well, my granddad was a musician, and then she was the MD for Air Studios. Um, right. Montserrat. Um, so she's big into right. music. Yeah. So. But yeah, we're going to go see Nile Rogers. I'm so excited. I haven't seen him yet. And I was supposed to see him at a festival last summer, but we ended up not being able to go. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, I might have an opportunity this Thursday to meet uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Oh, ooh, fun. He's, I'm hearing he's going to be at the same dinner gala event that I'm going to. Uh, for a conference it's part of the reason i'm going to dc um because okay. you know he's he's like super active uh, for the palestine issue and speaking yeah. out for them and supporting them so there's a big conference going on in dc and i'm pretty sure he's i'm hearing he's going to be there so i got a ticket into the, into the vip gala dinner and um we're uh hopefully he'll be there and i just you know would love to just get a picture with him and thank yeah, him for and just chat. i think sometimes um i don't even a lot of the times, I actually didn't even think about getting a picture with James. I just, I, it was just nice to chat to him about music, actually. Yeah. I find that, like, when I meet these people, I'm like, I don't, I don't even care about any of that. I just want to sit and talk to you about your music or, like, who you're inspired by, like, who, who you like listening to right now. Um, right. Yeah. I've, yeah, it is nice when you get a picture. Like, that's awesome. But it well, is also that thing of, like, just being able to talk to somebody else who's got the same passion as you. Right. You want, you want the receipts, but also the experience is, uh, yes. is pro yes. probably, probably one of the cool, I like coolest. I'm keeping that one. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have the receipts, Ruth. It's so, so important. So, so important. I, um, probably one of the coolest musical experiences I had. Um, I'm a huge echo and the bunny men fan. Oh yes. Yeah. My brother is obsessed with that band and we went and saw them in 2018 in Northampton mass. And okay. after the show, we just waited around the tour bus and Ian McCulloch came out and it was a rainy kind of cold, crappy night. So there wasn't that many people. So after it just got down to be my brother and I, we were just there hanging with Ian McCulloch on the steps of his tour bus for like 10 minutes, just having yeah. time chatting with him. And we got a picture and it was, it was like surreal to be able to like, just tell him some of the songs that means so much to us. And then I would yeah. throw, I would throw one of the lyrics at him and then he'd sing the next verse back to me. And it was just like, Oh, crazy. this is a cool moment. It's so. funny, isn't it? There's not many people that I've been starstruck with. Bonnie rates up there. Like, oh. I broke my shoe walking towards her because I was so <laughs> nervous. Like, my heel snapped. And then I had to do the rest of the walk to her, like, yep. not putting my foot all the way down. It was... <sighs> 
traumatic, but it was worth it because I was like, you were the soundtrack to my childhood. I just can't. And then the next time I met her, she I was stood with my sisters and my dad like introduced her. It was at the last crossroads, and she's like, Your daughters are so beautiful. And I I was like trying to be all cool. Like, oh thank you. Like, inside I was like, she just called me beautiful. <laughs> Great. It really, yeah. I I had to really internalize like all the excitement. Yeah, um, Bonnie Rate. Um, I actually I met Bonnie Rate here in New Hampshire. She uh, no way. She came here. Jeez. So this is one of the great things about our state. So I mentioned to you before we started. I'm also big into politics. Yeah. Um, we have the first in the nation primary here in New Hampshire. So all the presidential candidates come through here when they're running okay. and then they bring their surrogates and like celebrities and whoever supports their campaign. And yeah, Bonnie yeah. Rate. Bonnie Raitt and Jackson Brown were campaigning for John Edwards back in 2008 when he was running yeah. and they were doing a concert at my brother's college, Keene State. And uh, Bonnie Raitt was just there in the small auditorium and I just kind of weaseled my way backstage like I belong there. What an amazing opportunity. To said hi to her and got a picture with her. That would have been incredible. I got the receipt, Ruth. I'll send you that picture. I, I want to see that. I want to see it. I see this. Is it. I don't have the receipt for Bonnie. I've just got the, she called me beautiful. That's it. It's, it's It'll a cool do. Memory. I'll take it. That's a memory that will do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of good shows coming up, and there's just a lot to look forward to. And I don't know how it's feeling over in England right now, but it's it's feeling like things are getting better, like we're moving in the right direction. It's getting back to normal. I'd say that like music seems kind of buzzing. Everyone is on the road, like they've gone back out, you know, and they're ready for it. And I think as a as the audiences seem ready. I've not been to a gig where it's been quiet. I've not been to a gig where like anybody seems to be that concerned about being close to each other. And um, so it does seem to be getting back to normal. Um, I think that possibly what's going on with the Ukraine has kind of dipped everybody's um, spirits a little bit. So I don't know whether that's going to have an effect on it, but yeah, it's just a sad state of affairs, isn't it? And I think, um, I just can't actually believe it's going on. But anyways, yeah, I think we are sort of getting back to normal. Um, and I mean, I, for one, I'm ready for it. Like, not having gigs to go to, not not being able to write. Well, I could write, but not being able to kind of record and stuff. Like, it's just, it was, it was a really tough time. I think we're all ready to get back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm feeling that way too. And eventually, we do. We have to just get back. We have to go back to our. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I mean, I was saying that for a while. Like I, I, my my kind of thing on it was like it's not going anywhere. Right. So we have to learn to live with it. So we're going to find a way to keep everybody safe, but that we can also keep living because otherwise, like I, even just with my kids, like those lockdowns had a detrimental oh. effect on my kids. 100% like yeah. socially like when they went back to school it just took them longer to kind of get back into the flow and like being around people and stuff like I'm still finding that the youngest how old um, are your boys he's a lot better now but like there's been he's had to go through kind of getting used to all that again how old are your boys so they are five and eight yeah five and eight yeah I just uh, that for a young I mean for anyone it's horrible but for young kids yeah, my, my they want to be around people and they right. want to be going to school. And, and they don't want to be wearing know. chin nappies, you know? Yeah, that, none of that. They didn't want to do it. Well, I was with because of our rules, you didn't have to do that with them. It was like uh, secondary school. So I guess high school for you. And um, so they had to do that. But my two, they didn't have to. But just seeing me in it 
And then having to say yeah. to them, like, you can't, like, when we did eventually be able to visit our family, like, you can't cuddle them. Mm. Um, you can't, like, you know, kiss them. It was just all very weird, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then saying to them, oh, it's all all right now. You can do it now. <laughs> like, forget about head, that. Hold on a minute. What's the difference between last week and now, though? <laughs> you know? And especially I my know. eldest, he's like that. They are the kind of questions that he would ask. Sure. They're like, well, hang on a minute. Because last week it was fine. It wasn't fine. And now it is. He's very like that. Right. Hey, uh, you know, the kids, they, they're just innocent and they're just wondering what the hell is going on. As, as yeah. we all are. We all we all still wonder what the hell is going on. Oh, well, I, I think we all would like to know still what, is, what the hell is going on. Um, yeah. I mean, so my, ahead of my trip here, D.C. and New York City are lessening all their restrictions. I haven't been to New York City since the... Um, COVID-1984 broke out and has been going on. Yeah, I call I call either COVID-1984 or the flu world order. Take your pick. It's it can be because like my uh, <laughs> I remember when when the when the yeah when the th I I wish I could take credit for that when the thing started. Um, my uncle John, who's also a left-handed guitar player, he's who taught me how okay. to play guitar actually. So I play. No way, that's so nice. I, play, I like, still can't um, play, by the way. Like, uh, I have it. There's one here. I don't play it. Yeah, I've tried. Gu guitar is yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't call myself a guitarist. I just know how to play chords and bar chords, okay. and I'm I can't pretty... even do that. I can play one of them. E minor. I, I, can't, I can't even tell you which one it was. Now, <laughs> couldn't even tell you. You could probably play E minor. That's that's like your start, easier chord. Is that the really hard one. No, you see what happened was I was dating this musician, and he was like, "I'm going to teach you the hardest one to do." Because then once you can do that, all of them will seem really easy. So he told me one of my things. I was like, this it's it was probably, horrible. It's probably one of those George Harrison G uh, demented G. chords, as they call them. I think it was a G. Yeah, George that George Harrison. Familiar. He called them the naughty chords. G, G demented. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, well, it did feel like that, actually, to be fair. And I did manage to do it. I could do it, but it just... You know, put me yeah. off. Maybe I should have started on the easier chords. Bar bar chords are easy. I, I can mainly do bar chords because I got okay. fat. I got these big old fat fingers, so I'm not. Yeah. You know. See, I I have inherited the nice spindly oh, long. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got what it takes here. It's just <laughs> here and here. I just don't have. It's good. Yeah, guitar is tough to learn. So my 100%. um. It, but I was so blessed because being a lefty, uh, I've, I've gone to music shops trying to buy a left-handed guitar. And they're like, sorry, brother, it's a right-handed world. We have no left-handed guitars. <laughs> we, Tell that to Doyle Bramhall. We have, <laughs> we have no lefties here for you, man. So, oh, my goodness. But my, my Uncle John was great there. And he um, he brought me to a Ma and Pa shop in Brighton, Massachusetts, outside of Boston, and bought me my first left-handed acoustic proper proper left-handed not just like yeah. this right-handed thing frankenstein where they moved the you know the yeah, tuning around i know how they do i just can't it's it is yeah. confusing, isn't it? <laughs> and uh so yeah my uncle was he's like a big influence on me with music uh guitar and politics so the flu world order thing so when i when i first saw him for the first time after after the virus started, we were meeting up for Chinese at one of our favorite spots down in Massachusetts, and it was empty. Okay, okay, people back. people were totally afraid to to leave, go get Chinese food to, to leave their house, let alone to go to a, yeah, go to yeah, a yeah, dingy yeah, yeah, yeah. hole in the wall Chinese place that my the Jackmans, my family, have been going there for thirty years. And <laughs> you know, I, I hug my uncle. He's not afraid. We're not afraid. And he just looks at Aww. me. He goes, he goes. 
how about this fucking flu world order? <laughs> I, that is right. I'm that, lying on the spot. That, that, that's where it, that's it. That that set the tone, and yeah. now I felt okay for the next for the next two years. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. Like, right, okay, we're all just gonna laugh about it. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I had it. I had it in November. My brother and I got yeah. COVID. I um, had it. Um, were you okay? Were you poorly? Uh, there was two days where I was very short of breath. Those were the scariest okay. moments. But I didn't have to go to the hospital. And I'll tell you, Ruth, I drank the horse paste, and I've never felt better. Okay, I had the horse paste. I ivermectin. Okay. Now, what's that thing that he had the cleaning product? Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, he was talking about. We could just get the uh, sanitizer and spray it. We could take the Clorox. Disinfectant in them. They'll be fine. Ruth, excuse me. We could take the Clorox bleach and just kind of wipe our insides with it and spray the. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, could spray so, the Windex. No. Oh, we'll, we'll get rid of it. Okay. We'll spray the Windex. It. It'll, just, it'll be gone. Bleach it. <laughs> we'll bleach it. It'll be gone in a week. Okay. Oh my god! I still it, when you like it's you forget these things and then you're like, yeah, he actually said that. He did. No, I had it. I had it in end of July last year, and um, hmm. I actually didn't realize. So this is really bad. But I went to the F1, and I didn't know I had it. And I, mm. I said, no symptoms. I felt fine. Right. And uh, I had like full VIP that weekend. It was unbelievable. All comped. Yeah, you had to do like a PCR to go and everything. It all came back negative. But then the day after, I tested positive. So I obviously will have had it while I was there. I just didn't realize. But there were like other people there. Um, like Harrison Ford was there. And I'm a massive Star Wars fan, okay? So Chewie! Han Solo! Do you know what I mean? He just stood next to me. Anyway, for a good two weeks after that, I was just Googling to make sure he was all right. Is Han Solo still alive? I probably chat to him, but I was stood in his vicinity. I was like, he was there. He was there, so I was like, five years yeah. Han Solo. Maybe, maybe Han Solo yeah. gave you COVID, I'm going to feel terrible for the rest of time. Han yeah. Solo may have given you COVID, though. COVID, yeah, it was... Yeah, but you know what? I was fine. I didn't feel poorly. I just lost my sense of smell and taste for like a month, mm -hmm. which was not fun at all. Oh, but, um, yeah, it was. It was weird. The tasting was weird. Everything like tasted like iron for a while. Like I was yes, chewing on yeah. like a bag my of pennies in the morning. I'd be like, it just tastes like hot liquid. I can't. It was yeah. weird. I can't really describe like what it tastes. Just didn't taste of anything. It was just weird. The only thing I could taste was um. Have you heard of Marmite? What's that? It's very much a UK thing. Um, I think that Aussies have like a version of it called Vegemite. But Vegemite, yep. Okay, it's like that. So it's a very strong taste. That was the only thing that I could taste. So I just had that on toast. That was my meals like, with it. Wow. Yeah. From the, yeah. the uh, men at work land down under Vegemite sandwich. Pretty much, yeah. That was yeah. Me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was weird. It was. It was really a good three weeks where I was pretty out of commission and yeah. I had to take like two weeks off from work. Um, but you know, it just, it was awful and it sucked, but also I just don't feel like that was equal to the response that our world had. You know what I no, mean? No, me neither. I mean, I know there are a lot of people like my, my friend had it recently and she was so poorly, like, and she's younger than me. She's like 30. So I was surprised that she got that sick, but, um, yeah, I don't think that it needed to, well, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just so torn about it. I just don't know what to think anymore. That's how I am with it now. Like, I don't know what yeah. is the right way forward. I don't know what's the right opinion. 
I just don't know. I do think it's a bit odd that everything's just... Like, so in our country now, like, all the restrictions are gone, I think. Even, like, so if you have it now, you don't have to isolate. Like, you don't, you're not legally required to isolate now. Which I find a bit like, well, hang on a minute. So someone could just be walking around with it and just be spreading it. And that's fine. But a year ago, you'd have got, like, fined or whatever for that. Yeah. It just doesn't make, none of it makes any sense. That's why I, I just find it really difficult to have an opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just tell people turn the TV off, uh, live your life, and just be respectful of other people. So I yeah, always hundred percent. I think I, most people have like they have common sense. Yeah, common sense. If you have that, you're and good. Because I would not, never go somewhere if I was sick anyway. Well, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. If you're feeling like shit, stay home, man. Stay home. Yeah, and exactly. I wouldn't want to do, pass it on, but also I want to just be at home and rest. Exactly. And and the, the chin diapers, the longest I had to wear when I, f- I flew to Hawaii back in August. So I had yeah. to wear a chin diaper all the way from Boston Logan Airport oh, out no. to out to Kauai. The longest I've ever been on a plane and I hate flying. But uh, oh, no. I got I got through it. And once I got to that beach, it was kind of, everything just kind of all went away. And yeah, you can just there, forget. Have you been I to Hawaii? The same thing. I went to Ibiza in um, October. And um, it was weird. Like, I didn't feel like I was, it didn't feel like it was real until the flight was setting off. Yeah. I didn't really feel like I was actually going until I knew I was in the air and I was on my way. And then I just remember being there. It was quite strict. Like, you did have to wear masks and stuff inside and whatever else. But, like, once I was on the beach, it was like, okay, yeah, no, it's just, I can just be. And I don't have to have this on and I don't have to anti-back my hands every five seconds. I can just be. It, it was very, very surreal. It's the farthest from home I've ever been. And uh, have you nice. been to Hawaii? Have you been to Hawaii? No, it's on my list. I, I'm just, it's... I'm so ready to travel. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and pull, uh, flying, so you're just out in the Pacific for hours and hours. Some of my connecting flight left from Seattle to Hawaii. So for that flight, it's just Pacific Ocean. And then yeah. all of a sudden, land appears and all these trees and you're like oh my god here here's hawaii here we are and when you land and you breathe that air in and step off the plane and you're like oh i made it i can't wait for that i'm so excited you know that feeling you get when you have come from somewhere cold and you get out of the plane and the heat just hits you and you're like oh i just can't wait that's like and i've got nothing booked so i don't know why i'm getting excited about that because there's nothing well this yeah there's i'm gonna get something booked I, th- I think the opportunities, though, are endless. I mean, we're, things are opening up, and, and I'd love to get back to Hawaii. And I've been to Ireland, Sweden, and England. I was only in England for at uh, Heathrow for a layover, so I didn't get to explore. Oh, you need to get uh, out and see it. London's Ireland, so much fun. I do. I do want to get over there and do the uh, uh, cheesy, cringe Beatle tourist stuff. I have to do that. Yeah, you got to do like, that. Yeah. Even Bob Dylan did that. He went to John Lennon's childhood home. He put on a hat and had like a disguise and Bob Dylan did the whole tour like by himself. Oh, I'm just thinking about it the other way. Like I'd go do the, the cheesy Bob Dylan tour. So oh, hell yeah. over here, you're going to do the cheesy Beatles. I get it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I would have to do that, but I, you know, I would want, I would want off the beaten path though stuff like pubs and, um, oh, I can help you with that. There's some good ones. I want a classic like British pub that has a okay. weird name, like the red rooster poppycock. Um, okay. And, I'll drink the warm, the room warm beer, room temperature. Okay. I'll drink it. I'll drink okay. it. And I don't want any TVs. No TVs. No TVs. That's and fine. no. I can think of three already. So <laughs> no, good. no loud blaring music in your ear like a yeah, buffalo. That's, again, I, yeah, we're good. 
you know, that's that's one area where, as American, I'm ashamed, and it's just appalling how grotesque Americans are, like Buffalo Wild Wings in these places. Where I love just... them, and I love sports, but I hear what you're saying. Sometimes you just want to go to the pub and not be surrounded by sports. I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Ruth, we're coming up on the hour. Um, I wanted to just finish by asking you about um, your own music that you said you're writing and you're working on. I know with everything, it's been a long time coming for you. So what's the plan yeah, for 2022? I mean, I for kids, I've raised them and now I'm at a point where I've, I've got the time and I want to. So um, I have been working with an amazing producer and um, I really trust him and he knows kind of the direction I want to go in and everything. We've done three tracks so far and um, I basically would like two more done so that I've got a five track EP, but I'm reliant on him. Like he's giving me his time for free. Like I I'm reliant on him being free. And right now, obviously everything's getting back to normal. So he's super busy. So I think we were looking at having some studio time at the end of this month, but I, it might even be April now because he's just crazy. So I've just been writing at home in the interim so that when I do get in the studio with him, I've got some stuff to, to lay down. So, but yeah, it's scary. I'm, I can't believe that in less than a year, it's where it's at. Like, that's amazing to me. I'm so glad that I took, I took the opportunity and just went with it and just started singing on the internet, basically. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear your original music. Um, so Thank you. I so can't wait to share it. As soon as it's ready, it will be there. We can, we can never get enough Clapton music in the world as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, 100%. I'm, you know, I'm, here, and, I'm here with you on that one. It would be cool to hear your original numbers and and uh, what that's it's like. It's very so. different from the fact, like, don't be expecting any blues or any licks because it's not, it's not like that. Wait, so. you're not going to write the new Layla? Come on, that's what I'm expecting. Oh, no, that's a lot of pressure for a what? start. And no, no, it's been I, done. Just leave no, that absolutely yeah you got to do you got to do you like george said do me. yeah exactly george said it i'm ready to do me i'm ready to do me i'm yeah. out of here that's so <laughs> awesome so uh ruth tell people where they can find you and check okay, you out so i have two instagram accounts um the music one is ruth clapton music um and then my just sort of homey lifestyle fashiony one is ruth clapton official so yeah feel free to check them out follow like do all of that Give her a follow. She's a great singer. She's uh, your, your fashion sense is impeccable. I want to get you with my daughter, Ivanka, and get a Clapton Trump line of clothing. Okay. Your shoes are amazing. The coat you wear, Ruth. It's I'm just, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. So you're going to part. I love that you brought up coats. That was amazing. Excuse They're me, Ruth. You, you don't have any say in it. You're going to partner up with Ivanka. Okay. And it's going to be the Clapton Trump line. And it's going to be unbelievable. And we're going to be invading all the stores this summer, coming this summer. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ruth, you're, you're, you're a good sport. Thank, thank you so much for your time and, and coming thank on my so show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. And we def definitely would love to have you on again. And, and we 100%. definitely get it. Next time I'll sing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe I can get my guitar restrung. And, uh, That's could, a great idea. We should we, do that. We could do a James Bay number or uh, you know a Beatles tune or something. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, hit that subscribe button and the notification button and follow me on Twitter at Jackman Radio and on Instagram at Senator Jackman and Jackman Radio. Uh, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on the road for the next week. So I don't think I'll be doing anything, but uh, I'll be back at it in uh, a couple of weeks. And as always, we appreciate you watching. Be safe and have a great day and we will see you next time.